Welcome back to Fit Body Happy Joints. My name is Dr. Shannon Ritchie. I'm a physical therapist, fitness expert, and owner of Evlo Fitness. I am so happy that you're here. If you've listened to either of the last two episodes, you know, or you're kind of getting the idea that I tend to have some hot takes, and today is no exception. We are doing another hot take on the podcast today. First, I want to explain that this philosophy I've developed over the years is very different. I have lots of opinions that are not popular or mainstream, but I've gathered these opinions because to me, I think they make the most sense. And I just want to reiterate that I am never, ever trying to make anyone feel bad or stupid or be condescending. This podcast isn't about shaming people who have different philosophies. It's just about me educating to my clients about why we do the things we do. It's always out of love, never out of trying to make anyone feel stupid. So I always just like to lead with that. My intentions are always to just spread the education and the love. So today I want to explain why I don't stretch. Let me start by saying that I am naturally fairly flexible. I've always been able to do the splits pretty easily and stretching has always felt really good to me. I think that's why I was attracted to teaching yoga when I was like 19 years old. Truthfully, I was never good at sports and I was not very athletic, but I was better at dancing and cheerleading because I was decently flexible. So when I got to college and I actually started to think about how I wanted to work out to stay fit, I gravitated towards yoga because it felt more successful in my body since I could easily kind of bend into these postures that the teacher was cueing. So the idea of stretching during my workouts was appealing to me because I was good at it, honestly, which is why I was kind of drawn to teaching yoga in the first place. I eventually got into teaching yin yoga, which is where you get into like a deep, intense stretch and sometimes stay there for up to 10 minutes. So I am no stranger to stretching, and I just want to say that I've been there where I prioritized stretching a lot. And I think it's important to give people that backstory so that you can kind of understand where I came from to paint a picture on how resistant I was to the idea that stretching might not be the best. When I first heard it, my mentor in physical therapy school said, we don't stretch here. And I was like, what? Like, that is ridiculous. Like, what do you mean you don't stretch? That's what we're learning in physical therapy school. That's what I've learned my whole life. Like, stretching is so important. Stretching is so good. So the first time I heard this, my mind was blown. And I was definitely resistant to it. And if you're hearing this for the first time and feeling kind of the same way, I hear you. I've been there. But just stick with me. Doesn't mean you have to adopt any of these philosophies. But I do kind of urge you just to be open-minded to it and just see what you think by the end. So in order to understand why we stretch and why I don't think it's as beneficial as we've been led to believe, we have to discuss tightness and pain and why it happens and why and how tissues actually adapt to stretching. So tightness and pain usually happen from one or a combination of these four factors. Overuse, so using your muscles or your tissues too often or too frequently, either in exercise or maybe at your job. Number two is stress, and stress can be emotional stress or it can be physical stress. Emotional stress is obvious. Physical stress is like not sleeping enough, sitting in a prolonged position for a long period of time, etc. 
The third one is trauma. So this is like a car wreck or getting in an injury in a sport or falling, etc. And then number four is nutritional deficits, gut health, dehydration, that type of thing. So any nutrient deficit can absolutely influence how your body feels physically. So before we jump into tightness, I think it's appropriate to understand a bit more about pain. Pain is subjective, meaning everyone will experience it a little differently. There is no objective way to measure pain because it's just a signal in our brain. It's a signal from your body to your brain that something might be wrong in your body. It's a red flag from your nervous system telling you that maybe you should watch out and be a little careful. Now, pain in itself isn't the issue. It's just a signal. We can use the analogy of the check engine light (laughs) um, to kind of illustrate this. And I'm making my dad really proud with this example, but he's probably going to cringe because I don't know that much about cars. So I'm probably going to get some of this wrong, but it's just an example. Although I will say I changed my brake pads once. He helped me do that. And I was like very, very proud of myself. I don't feel like I need to do it again though. Oh my gosh, that was such a hassle. Okay. I'm getting off track. So the check engine light, how is this compared to pain? So the check engine light comes on, and I think this is when the computer and your car senses that something in the engine needs to be maintenance. Um, Let's say that your oil needs to be changed. So the check engine light comes on. The light itself is not the problem. It's the engine that needs the attention. We don't blame the light and say, oh, that light is broken. We need to fix the light. We look at the engine, and we look at why is this light turning on? What can we fix in the engine in order to get the light to turn off? And when we fix what's causing the light to turn on, the light goes off. The computer in your car senses everything is good to go and it turns the life off, the light off and you're safe to drive. So pain is like the check engine light. Your nervous system is like the computer of your car relaying the information from the engine to you via the light and the engine is like your body. The pain itself isn't the problem. It's what's causing the pain. The pain, again, is like that check engine light and your body's tissues are the engine. Service the tissues in your body correctly and the pain goes away. The light turns off. So I'm using this analogy of pain because the mechanism of tightness is very similar. I think that we think of tightness as something that we need to treat in itself, that it just kind of happens innocuously, but Tightness is also a check engine light. In fact, tightness is often the precursor warning sign to pain. Oftentimes, the mechanism of your body is you will tighten up and restrict range of motion long before you ever feel pain. Tightness is a protective mechanism from your nervous system when your nervous system senses something might be wrong, similar to pain. Maybe there's a tear in a muscle or cartilage. Maybe there are bone spurs and arthritis. Maybe there's a ligament damage. Maybe there's instability. Tightness is a way for your body to send you a red flag kind of a little warning sign that maybe you shouldn't go super deep into that motion because it could be dangerous. It could be unstable. You could be potentially damaging tissue even further. Now, I'm not saying we should ignore tightness. Like pain, it's a way to capture our attention and get curious about what's going on in the engine. However, if tightness is also a check engine light, just trying to fix the light won't solve the problem. We have to look at why the light is coming on in the first place. So here's my problem with stretching. If we reframe tightness to be a symptom, stretching to resolve or prevent tightness is simply treating the symptom instead of the underlying cause. So the symptom, the tightness will always come back unless we treat the underlying cause. Additionally, we don't know why your body is holding tightness or tension or tone because we don't have x-ray vision. It could be because of unfamiliarity with a position, in which case gentle gentle stretching could be helpful. But unfortunately, we can't know 
know if the tightness is actually for a good reason, like avoiding bones to roll over bone spurs and fray tissues or cause damage. Without in-depth imaging, like an x-ray or an MRI, we really can't know why your body is holding tightness in a certain tissue. This is why stretching with a professional who has your imaging and who has a deep understanding of your individual anatomy could be beneficial, but often we don't have all of that information about our anatomy. Bypassing your nervous system's natural protective mechanism can be risky, and unless you truly understand your own anatomy and why you are tight, stretching could potentially be setting you up for injuring yourself further. There are benefits to stretching. And there are some cases where stretching may be appropriate. And I often get asked to kind of lay out these cases, like when do we know to stretch and when do we know if it's a good idea to stretch? And unfortunately, I don't have the answer for you because it's not that simple. Again, because without understanding an individual's anatomy, it's impossible for me to know whether stretching would benefit you or harm you. So unfortunately, there's no black and white answer there. And I've done a ton of research on this because I first heard about this concept that stretching may not be as beneficial as we think it is from, again, my mentor when I was in physical therapy school who was certified in a technique called muscle activation technique, which I then went on to get certified in. Highly recommend any PT students that are listening to this or PTs, if you want to look into a great continuing education program, muscle activation technique is amazing. Look it up. But anyway, many other fitness professionals and practitioners are slowly starting to edge their way towards this philosophy of stretching less as well, but it definitely isn't widespread at this point. The research agrees that stretching improves flexibility temporarily. Most of the research also agrees that this temporary increase in flexibility is due to an improved tolerance to that specific position, not that your muscles are actually changing in length. They're not actually getting longer. Most studies agree that muscles contract and relax. They don't actually stretch beyond their fullest relaxed state. And that stretching just allows your muscles to relax more into a certain position, not necessarily stretch beyond what they what their full relaxed state is. So this sounds like a great thing, improving your tolerance to certain positions. However, there are two problems with this. Number one, I touched on this earlier, but We don't know why our body is tight in a certain position without having in-depth imaging. So unless we understand the reason for the tightness, we are just treating the symptom. And the tightness will return unless the underlying cause is addressed. Remember, that tightness is just your check engine light. So if we just try to work on the light, not the engine, the light's going to continue to turn on. And then number two, do we want to improve our range of motion without control in that new range? I use the example of hypermobile people. Hypermobile people have tons of range of motion, but often they don't have control in their range of motion. They get injured all the time because all they have all of this loosey-goosey mobility, but their body is not able to control in those ranges of motion and their tissues are vulnerable to injury. So even though it may seem like a good thing that they have all this range, it's actually to their detriment. So if we open up our body's range and often when after we stretch, it feels good and we might feel a little bit looser, but our body doesn't have the ability to control that new range of motion, are we quote unquote safe in that new range of motion? Sometimes yes, but often no. A third problem arises with stretching. Some studies show that stretching can temporarily reduce muscular output. This means that your muscles may be temporarily weaker after stretching. 
Not all studies agree on this, so it's impossible to know if it's true or not. However, I think that we should err on the side of caution in the chance that it is true, which is why I definitely don't recommend stretching prior to exercise. The last thing we want to do is temporarily weaken our muscles and reduce their capacity to contract prior to loading them in a workout. So if you're asking yourself, if stretching isn't the fix, quote unquote, to our tightness, what is? First, I want to say that tightness isn't always a bad thing. You want a certain level of tightness in your tissues so you can stay safe and secure in your joints. So reframing that in your mind a little bit, I think is something that's really helpful. Tightness isn't always a bad thing. So we have to ultimately decide first if the tightness is a problem. And the way that we can look at that is to compare your motion side to side. Can your right shoulder lift as high as your left? Can your right hand rotate as far as your left. And this is what we were taught to do in muscle activation technique. You look at someone's range of motion and because everyone's bones and structures and the way they are designed and built is a little bit differently, we don't compare their range of motion to someone else's. We don't say, oh, their hips don't externally rotate to what the norm is. We need to fix that. We look at their bodies against their own body. So we compare their right to their left. And when we make their body the standard, we can more accurately understand what is normal for them, what is normal for their joint structure, what is normal for how their bones are shaped. So when the right shoulder doesn't rotate like the left one does, we investigate why could that be happening. That could be maybe a flag that because their range of motion is not similar side to side, what's going on in their shoulder. So what do we do with this information? How do we get someone's motion to be equal on both sides? Here's how. You move actively. You improve the connection of your brain to your joints and your muscles using fluid controlled movements. And you also improve the contractile ability of your muscles. When all of your muscles are able to contract and relax like they are built to, you will have all of the functional mobility that your structure, your body and your ligaments and your cartilage and the shape of your bones will allow for. This is one of the reasons why we move actively in my classes using mobility drills before and after our workouts. You aren't feeling a stretch in these movements right? Think like controlled hip circles and controlled shoulder circles. You're more focusing on muscles contracting rather than muscles stretching and feeling the stretch. You're focusing on how can I move fluidly? How can I improve the connection from my brain to this movement? How can I contract my muscles? By improving the contractile ability of your muscles, you create better neural pathways from your brain to those muscles, and sometimes the tightness decreases or goes away. However, depending on what's going on in your joints, sometimes it requires a bit more. And this is why we do stability classes in my membership. We are specifically contracting muscles around a specific joint, improving the contractile ability of that muscle. When your brain has better information on how to contract all of the muscles around your joint, it will often feel safe, decreasing tightness and often pain and increasing mobility. You will feel like you've stretched or like you've had a great massage. You will almost feel this level of freedom and looseness, but you won't have any of the negative side effects or risks of stretching. So the difference between actively contracting your muscles and stretching is now I have better motion and I feel more free, but I have control over all my new mobility. Since I was working on contracting my muscles rather than forcing them into a range of motion that my nervous system was resistant to. 
This approach is safer and can often be more of a quote-unquote permanent fix. And I say that really loosely because it still requires lots of repetition because motor learning or learning a new pattern of movement takes a lot of practice. For instance, if you just pick up a golf club, it takes a lot of swings in order to fully coordinate that movement. Your brain requires a lot of practice to fully seal in a new motor pattern or a new muscle pattern. So remember that tightness is often the symptom of instability. And instability is a symptom of overuse, stress, trauma, or nutritional deficits. So the reason that actively moving your joints and your muscles and actively contracting your muscles is more safe and more permanent is because if your nervous system is tight because of instability, again, which is often the case, we work on the instability by contracting the muscles. Now you are more stable and your nervous system no longer has a reason to tighten tissues and restrict your range of motion. You've maintenanced the engine and the light goes off. However, if we don't clean up those causes of instability, like overuse and exercise, emotional or physical stress, um, if you're continuing to get hurt because you're playing a sport, or if you're not cleaning up your nutrition, if we don't kind of clean all those things up, the cause of the tightness will continue to come back and you'll be spinning your wheels trying to fix it. It's like if we change the oil in the car and the light goes off, but there's actually just a hole in the tank. (laughs) And so until we fix the hole, the light will keep coming on and we'll keep having to fill it with oil. same thing can happen with doing mobility and trying to do these stability routines. If you're doing this mobility and stability routines, but you have an exercise program that's continuing to flare you up, you're never going to fully permanently fix the issue. You have to get all the way down to the root of what is causing the instability. And again, it's often people's workouts and people don't want to hear that, but it's true. And if we change all of those things, we can ultimately start to see some more permanent lasting results. So that was a lot, and maybe your brains are a little bit broken. That's okay. Let me summarize everything for you. So tightness is a symptom, usually of instability, and stretching to address that symptom will not be permanent. You have to fix the cause of the symptom, again, often instability, in order to have more lasting results. In order to fix the cause, not only do you have to improve the contractile ability of your muscles, but you also have to remove as many of the stressors that are causing that instability or damage. Again, often people's workouts. This is really what I try to do in Evlo. And we take out the overuse aspect so that you're properly training your muscles without overusing them. It's like we're patching the hole in the engine, right? So there's no longer a a hole in the oil tank. The nutrition and the emotional stress are kind of on you and trauma you can't always control. But your workouts should not add to your body's problems. It should improve your body's problems. So at first, if you are really tight and you're really stressed from years or decades of overuse, you may have to kind of live in the stability category of the membership a little bit more. And there are videos for almost every joint that can aid you in helping your body gain stability, which will ultimately improve the results from your workouts. There's also a full body joint assessment in there, which is a great tool to start with. Um, So you know which stability classes to take for your body. You can kind of assess your own range of motion, which is really nice. The website is evlofitness.com if you want to check it out, evlofitness.com. Okay, so that's it for today. I hope this didn't break your brain too much, but these are the reasons I don't stretch. And it's been over a year since I've stretched and I actually do not feel tight. And it's so funny, like I used to feel tighter when I was stretching, it's so ironic. So now that my muscles are more stable because I'm not overusing them in my workouts, I've also cleaned up my nutrition and I've also improved my emotional, emotional stress. 
I feel so much better in my body and I don't have any more chronic pain and tightness. And I'm able to work out in ways that actually build me up. I know this philosophy might be kind of weird and maybe foreign to many. And of course, remember, I'm never trying to demonize or patronize anyone. I just want to kind of lay out my own logic on why I've decided to take stretching out of my regular routine. And to be honest, it's really made such a huge difference in my body. And it's made a big difference in a lot of my clients' bodies as well. All right. I hope this was interesting. And thank you so much for listening. We will see you next Thursday. Bye.